everyone, welcome back to Let's Talk Physical Media. My name is John. I guess we're ready, and my name is Matt. Yeah, you keep going through all your stuff while I introduce <laughs> it. <laughs> and this is the ep this is the show that we do every single week where me and Matt just sit around and we talk everything's physical media and anything to do with physical media. And we just like to sit around and just talk shit with each other for about an hour. And that's exactly what we're going to do here today. And if you mm -hmm. like these kind of shows, nothing helps us out more than by you liking this video, subscribing to the channel, subscribing to us on all podcast services, and then giving us a five-star rating. Correct. And it was a very busy week, actually, as far as news goes. Very busy. And actually, the first story we're going to dive right into actually has nothing to do, really, in the world of physical media, but kind of physical media adjacent. And that is, I don't know if you heard about this, and that is... AMC increasing their prices mm. for premium tickets. Douches. Yes. I did a quick short on this, but I want to dive a little bit more into this because me and Matt have two very different movie theater philosophies. And this yes. is probably going to hurt him more than it would hurt me. <clears throat> because yeah. AMC has a thing called AMC Stubbs A-List. If mm -hmm. you pay a certain amount of money each month, you can see three movies a week in all their prime theaters. So it doesn't affect you if you want to see in Dolby Cinemas or if you want to see it in IMAX. But for regular people who go to the movies only like once or twice a month, this is where it's going to hurt them. Mm -hmm. Because now they're charging more money to sit in the middle of the theater or higher up. Or then there's the regular general seats, which price changes won't change. And those like to the left and right. But then if you want to sit up front, it's going to be a dollar or two dollars less for the people who are... The shitty ones. The real... Yeah. Up like that. yeah. I saw a funny meme that said that showed somebody like... The light just shining in their face. Me trying to save $2 at the theater. And you're just sitting there like... Yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's all you got. And I don't know. That's just a horrible business practice. Right now, movies are finally coming back. They're, they're you know, the president of AMC has been preaching like, oh, we made so much money. They chalked us up for dead and everything like that. And this is going to be the final nail in the coffin, in my opinion. Because people like me and normal people who... Don't go to the theater much, and normal people who do not have a subscription or a membership to a movie theater, because mm -hmm. that is a little crazy, I think. You know, I, you know, I enjoy seeing movies, but I would never pay a subscription for it. There's not enough movies that come out that justify the price for me. John likes to go once or twice a week, mm -hmm. which... You know that's that's not my cup of tea. I go for big event stuff. You know, some Marvel stuff. I'm. I think the next theater going for me might be like the new Fast and Furious. Fast. Oh, X. actually, no. March 10th, we're going to see Scream. Oh, Scream. Yeah. Scream so Scream's going to be the next big one for me. And I wouldn't be surprised because also, not only do they charge, are they going to be starting with the next? And they upcharge for the good stuff. For the good movies. Yep. They started <laughs> that with the Batman last year. So now. Let's just say they start this out in the summer and the new Flash movie's coming out. Now you're going to be paying a premium to see Flash, and if you want to sit in the middle of the theater, now you're paying more for that, and forget it. If you want to go to Dolby, 20-something dollars a ticket for one movie. Yeah. And then forget it if you want popcorn and soda and everything like that. Might as well just sign the deed over to your house and give it to the guy at the front desk. Because you're better off just waiting for the 4K to come out. Invest. This is now is the time, you know, and especially February. Upgrade your TV, invest in your TV, invest in your home theater. Sonos stuff is on sale right now. If you've been kicking around the idea of Sonos, which I highly recommend, uh, if, if you're not in the position to do a full receiver setup with Atmos speakers in the ceiling and all that stuff, but you still want a, a really, really good, arguably amazing experience with a soundbar, look into Sonos, because that's what I have, and I absolutely fucking love my Sonos. It sounds incredible. And you can get 200 bucks off a, a complete system right now. Uh, and that never happens. Sonos never is never on sale. Because so, they know what they you have. Know, you know, so AMC is 
really trying to keep people out, it seems. Yeah, they um, think that this is a good So business. invest in your home theater and wait for your physical media. Yep, and like Matt just said, February's the best, mainly because, especially, well, actually the day this comes out, the Super Bowl's on, so... I don't know, dive over to like uh, any place, like I don't know where you guys buy your TVs from, but they're usually on sale this time of the year because A, the new models are coming out in the next couple of months and they're trying to dump their stock on their mm -hmm. old models. So this is the best time to upgrade your TV, grab a 4K player and you can watch movies at home, especially nowadays, movies aren't even in theaters that long. Used to be 90 days they couldn't come to streaming. Now it's about 45 and if it's like something less sometimes day of. yeah sometimes day of if it's an even smaller movie like i really wanted to watch that movie skin of Marink, and i was in and out of theaters and now it's on shutter i can watch it right now yeah and if you are planning on streaming doing a lot of streaming invest in an apple tv because mm -hmm. that is the way to stream yep so really amc might want to go this route but i i there's other alternatives you don't have to buy into them like regal also has an all access thing if you're into that you know I, for us, where we live, AMC is the closest theater. I Even if it wasn't, I'd still only exclusively go there because they're the only ones who have Dolby. Yes. You know, so yeah. I, again, on top of only going to big event movies, I'll only go to the Dolby Theater because that's the only thing worth it. Yeah. You know, I, I think my home setup is better than a traditional theater setup. That's 100% true because I'm waiting for Babylon's 4K to come out next month because it was a beautiful movie. I saw it on a standard projector at AMC and, like, it was faded. Like, there was almost, like, the green-blue balance was way off. The color timing was off and they don't set them up correctly and I'm not going to spend... $17 to go sit in the front row and watch Babylon when the 4K is coming out in a couple weeks and I can watch it on my TV mm -hmm. that, yeah, it might be a short-term high investment, but for the way theaters are going, I think it's a great long-term investment. So obviously we support physical media and I'm a huge movie theater guy, like Matt said, and I'm disappointed by the fact that you're trying to suck more money out of people who you're trying to attract. It's kind of like what Best Buy is doing with their total tech membership. Yeah. You know, if, if you're not a member, everyone wants these memberships. Now. Yeah, but we you all know? can't afford every membership. Yeah, it's insane. You got all these streaming services. You, if you're a gamer, you have PlayStation Plus, you have Xbox Game Pass, you got Nintendo Online. Um, if you play live service games, you're paying monthly for these games. You have all your movie streaming services, which there's so many out there. Yeah. Um, and now, AMC wants a subscription to the, their fucking theater? Come on. Yeah, and like like I said, like that works for me. But how many people are like me going to the movies every week? For the regular moviegoer, it just makes absolutely no sense. And, you know, I, I don't like to tell people to go spend... You can spend your money wherever you want. But if there's something close to you that you has just as equal quality that you're fine with, I'd say give your money to somebody like that who isn't trying to get more out of you than mm -hmm. they really should because... That's horrible business practices, and I really don't support that anti-consumerism way because, you know, these guys, if you ever look up AMC, look at how much the CEO of that company's bonus was, and he could have easily waived his bonus, not his regular salary, just his bonus, and paid for everybody's regular seats. So it's just a scumbag move that I fully don't support. Yeah, no, so. it's it's that's where they're all going. It yeah. seems too. Yeah, so. just trying to get as much out of the people who aren't making a lot of money. It really just mm -hmm. screws over the regular working person, and you know that's always what they attack first. Yep. But anyway, let's dive into a little bit more news. There was one big 4K announced this week from Keanu Lorber. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's a Stephen King novel from 1980, I believe. Cujo. Oh yes. Did you see that? Nope. Oh, I'm familiar with it, but I've ne I don't think I've ever seen it. I've probably seen pieces, but I, I don't recall sitting down and watching it all the way through. Oh, okay. 
the thing, my biggest flaw with Cujo is the type of dog that that, that is Cujo. Why? It's a St. Bernard. Okay. Now, I've had a St. Bernard. The friendliest dogs you'll ever meet. Also, they are notorious for being some of the dumbest dogs ever. And my dog, Maggie, you might remember. Yes, yes. St. Bernard, extremely dumb. Extremely dumb. Right. Friendliest dog ever, though. So I can't imagine being violent. <laughs> yeah, you know. <clears throat> You never know, but it is a new 4K scan. I'm excited for it. And I it always thought it was the dog from like the Sandlot. They used one of those. What is that? That's a. That's like kind of what Noel was. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a King Corso. No, King Corso is. That's what your friend's dog was, wasn't that's it? That's what Gromit was. That was a. The King Corsos are like gray and black. Okay. Oh, English Mastiff, I think. Oh, Bull Mastiff, maybe. No, English, English Mastiff. Mastiff. Okay, all right, that's possible. So that was the big news. And then another big news that we are really into is In Search of Darkness. They have In Search of Darkness Part 3 coming out soon. Yes. But <sighs> we're big fans of them. You can see the posters behind us of yeah. In Search of Tomorrow. Well, they announced a new In Search of Darkness. Yes. And it's called In Search of Darkness. And it's about the, uh, it's about the you know, the early 90s weren't considered the best time for horror. So they're diving into 1990 to 1994. So it looks like they're going to gearing up for a two-parter yeah so we'll get 95 to 99 because we just got we have three full-length five-hour documentaries of just the, the 80s. 80s yeah so yeah i'm excited for that because the early 90s had some good horror movies probably mm -hmm. they'll definitely explore the exorcist 3 and some uh, of the later uh, nightmare on elm street later night well a new nightmare which is a big Everyone loves that one. It's 94. Yeah. Uh, this is all before Scream, so I imagine Scream, all the late 90s stuff will be on the second part. So yeah. the early 90s, it, it's considered a dark time for horror. You know, Alien 3's in there. So I'm, I'm curious. I'm very excited for that. I don't mind Alien 3. I know you don't. You know who hates Alien 3? The director of Alien 3, David Fincher. <laughs> he oh. said the studio almost made him want to stop making movies. Wow. So. Oh, and if you guys hear that fan, that's just going off behind us. That is the heat. That is the heat. And again, like we say all the time, very cold down here. Yeah, basement, not insulated, great. And, uh, ooh, here's one thing. So, Sony picked, ah, oh, not Sony, Warner Brothers has announced a bunch of box sets coming out for their 100th anniversary. That on was top this week? That was, well, last week we were talking about them announcing the Maltese Falcon, Cool Hand Luke. Right, but the big box set thing, thats that was this week? Yeah. That was like so long ago. No, that I was I guess just... it was Monday, maybe. Yeah, well, it was always... It's, all the news always comes out right after we film Let's Talk, so we're always a week behind, it feels like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they announced a bunch of box sets celebrating their 100th anniversary, and I pretty much had all these movies, except for a few, and the ones that I want, like Training Day and Cool Hand Luke and stuff like that, that's all coming out this year and you can buy it individually. So. Right. But if you don't own these movies and you want to grab these box sets, a lot of those 4Ks are great. So maybe through the year I'll review the ones that I have, like A Clockwork Orange or Goodfellas is considered one of the worst 4Ks. Mm. It would have been nice if they would have done a nice new scan of that, but it looks like they're just recycling all yeah. their old previously released 4Ks. They're probably trying to capitalize on like the Columbia Classics. That's exactly what they're doing. Sony Pictures Classics. Although, I gotta say, I'm, I'm happy about it because they could, for their 100th anniversary, they easily could have not gone this route. Yeah. So it's nice to see that they're releasing all these box sets because yep. I'm excited about them. Yeah. And there's nothing like a nice new box set. Yeah. But Speaking I'm not of new box sets, yep. I, uh, I got my Underworld. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty, uh, pretty excited about this one because apparently it's out of print. I guess it's very, very hard to find anywhere. Um, the cheapest I was able to find it was 112 bucks. 
And then right after I bought it from that seller, he had one more left that he jacked up to 149. Because he had one left. That's yeah. it. So uh, I'm pretty excited to have this because I didn't know it existed. I would have bought it when it came out at $65 with my. Uh, well, actually, that's what it is on Best Buy. I think it was. I think they were 79 or 89 when I they mean, first honestly, came out. It, it's about the same as the Resident Evil set, and that yeah, ran for like a hundred something. No, the Resident Evil set. I think I paid 69 or 79 for. And they're Sony, and then that. Wow, that's and actually. They're five movie box sets. And these are individually wrapped with. And I got mad at Matt for this because it drives me nuts. He hasn't opened this. Yeah, why? I'm. I'm not. 100% ready to watch it, so I'm going to keep it in immaculate, perfect condition, sealed in the box. But you don't want to look at the nice, individually wrapped, with nice slip covers on each one? I then? sure do. When I go to watch it, I'll be like, oh, this is very nice. Oh, but I... when you come over and start handling my things, it's protected. <laughs> These hands are clean right now. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I did take a shower this morning. I wanted to come over smelling fresh as a daisy for you, because okay. I know you make a big deal about that. Also, I fell in the mud this morning. How? Uh, well, I was taking Faith to work, and then I came back home, and uh, you know, you know how they're doing work in my house. So to the left is all the garbage lining that. Okay. And there was a piece of wood that kind of fell in the walkway. I didn't notice, and I tripped over it. And to, I don't have much grass in my backyard because my dogs like to run around. and It's in the shade, and so it's all muddy right there. So I tripped and fell in the mud. So I had to take a shower. <laughs> a daily thing for it's me. amazing he's made it this far <laughs> gotta be honest i'm a little surprised myself <laughs> didn't expect 30 but uh yeah dolby atmos no dolby vision standard hdr but they are sony discs so i have no reason to believe that these aren't good 4ks yeah sony always does a good job but certain people like certain companies that even if like they don't have dolby vision like even criterion has some releases without hdr and i'm like wow i can't believe they nailed it it's just if they go in and touch every scene individually with good color timing it could come out great. Yeah, I'm very excited to dig into these. I haven't watched Underworld in a really long time, and uh, pretty excited to have that. Especially that I have the Resident Evil box set as well, which is pretty much the same thing, just different movies. Oh, all right. And for people who might not know this about us, because we've kind of shifted mostly into movies now, but last week we got a question from Anthony Gonzalez that I want to start off this week with, because we didn't answer it last week. But it's a big topic for us. And he asked... Are we done with news? Yeah, that's it. There's no news okay. now. But this is kind of news because it's news for us because we've been playing a lot of games. So, again, it's a video game question from Anthony Gonzalez. He said, what is your all's favorite video game franchise of all time? My pick would be the Resident Evil games. And you know what? God damn it. That would be my pick. I forgot to grab the... Yeah. So I, I just... I have a gigantic video game collection. Mm -hmm. um, you can see them right there, actually. Well, that's actually... That's everything but Xbox. And then <laughs> Xbox has its own shelf because I'm a primarily an Xbox guy. Yeah, if you ever see Matt's movie wall, he probably has just as much Xbox games from the if four consoles. If not more, <laughs> actually. I think there's more. But anyway, um, so I just... Did a quick little scan right as John was film, uh, setting up the camera. Oh, yeah, Evil West I just picked up this week. I'm, I'm very excited to, to jump into that. Um, but currently I'm playing Dead Space. Yes, we both are playing Dead Space. Yes, we're both playing Dead Space. And I absolutely love this franchise. Um, 
you know, the third one, people say, is not the greatest. I don't remember hating it, but I don't remember loving it. I think the first one is still my favorite. Dead Space 2 was very good. Um, I actually just beat this um, in New Game Plus right now. Uh, just Can you explain to me what that is? I keep hearing about it, and they were talking about it on Kind of Funny well, Game. What Field. is? What's New Game Plus? You don't know what New Game Plus Never is? heard that until Kind of Funny and you brought that up. And you mentioned it to me. and I There's like over 100 games that have New Game Plus. Yeah, but what is it? Can you explain right, it to so me? All right, so when you complete the game, I, they've also kind of changed. The, when New Game Plus first came around, it was a little bit different. Um, it just I've noticed in the future, well, in the future now. What are you, the Terminator? Um so basically, New Game Plus, you beat the game. New Game Plus is you start the game over, but you get to carry over all your stats, inventory, money, credits, everything into the new game. I feel like it's going to make it way easier. Now do you get the achievements for beating the game on hard in that, if you get on the New Game Plus? Yes. Oh, okay. So you could, so you could beat the game on medium or easy, carry everything over, and then start your New Game Plus on a harder difficulty, and now you already have everything upgraded. That's why you have the suit you got from Dead Space. Correct. And then, so. so, but back in the day, I remember New Game Plus, you were only able to do it on the same difficulty that you played the game on. So if you wanted a New Game Plus on hard, you had to beat it on hard, and then you well, can do it. Well, that seems fair. That's how it used to be, but yeah. now a lot of games, like I just, um, Gotham Knights was the last New Game Plus I, I jumped into, and you were able to change difficulties, and same thing with Dead Space. I can jump into. Actually, I don't have Impossible mode unlocked because I played it on medium. You have to beat the game on hard to unlock Impossible. But uh, I'm currently maybe a quarter of the way, not even, through a new game plus. I want to get the rest of the nodes upgraded and everything, clean up my achievements. But I fucking love Dead Space, and they did a fantastic job with this. This remake is awesome. Now, I wasn't the biggest Dead Space fan. Actually, I owe Matt a 360 Dead Space because I lost his when I played it the first time. And How that, do you lose a game? I was moving. I okay. told you that a million times. Okay. Something happened. I moved with 4,000 fucking <laughs> games and movies. Didn't lose a single one. I was 18 moving out of my house, so it was a little bit of a different time. So, anyway. There's no excuse for that. I lost it. So, I remembered the game, but I liked it. And then when I was, when I was replaying it this time, I... I'm in love with it. Like, I love the game. I think they nailed the atmosphere because the original game, the ship itself was like this, I would say, like almost burnt color. It was gray. This time it's dark and it's actually scary. Like, if you play this in the dark and like you got, just got the flashlight from your guns and you're walking around, something jumps out in front of you. Like, you kind of would see it coming in the 360 game. Yes. Well, this game, you don't. It just it jumps out of you. Yeah, that's the HDR Dolby Vision that they are able to really play with the shadows mm -hmm. and stuff now. Which leads into my answer for this question. Like I said, the Resident Evil franchise, which wasn't. I, which I forgot to grab. I have, yeah. I have every Resident Evil on every yeah. console. Yeah, you do. I, you I even, do love Resident Evil. Do you even have like all the PlayStation ones, like, a, like a Code Veronica? You yeah. have Code Veronica? Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. So like I, when I was growing up, like, I was a PlayStation kid. Like, I had a PS1. I I wasn't into the Resident Evil games at the time. I didn't really get into them until, like, the uh, GameCube. Oh, five, five was, was my here. first one. My first one was Resident Evil Zero on the GameCube because they fixed the controls. I had a I, hard time with the I PS1 controls. Zero. I played Zero on Xbox One. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Because the old controls on the play, they were tank controls. They were just, uh, well, it didn't work for me. So when they finally came out on more modern consoles, and then the remakes with Resident Evil 2 and 3, I was on board. I was like, these I are loved, my favorite I games. I love the stories yes. in Resident Evil. However, I am, this is a hot take. I don't really like Resident Evil 4. 
And you're not excited for the remake in a month, right? I'm gonna play it. But I think they're gonna fix all your problems with no, Resident Evil they, 4. The setting. I don't like the setting. Really? The setting is the best part of no, Resident Evil 4. That's no. what drags me back in. No, I love the I setting. Like, I like Raccoon City. I get that. And believe me, Resident Evil 2 Remake is probably my favorite Resident Evil game. Although, But Village has a similar setting to Resident Evil 4, and I love Village. Yeah, but Village was a new story, and there was no fucking escort missions and, or any of that. Um, I don't like the fucking European Village. I'm not a fan of it. Wow, I think the setting is the best part, that gothic village. I think that's the best part of Resident Evil it's 4. It's not a gothic village, though. It's kind of a gothic no, village. Oh, it's like a fucking... But the whole Back, town? The like, backwoods farm fucking... Well, in the beginning, but then it kind of drifts into, like, you're in castles and everything. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I mean, Village is obviously taking that and I would have preferred them remake Resident Evil 1. I'm surprised they haven't. I really can't believe they skipped... And that's because of the GameCube one that had the remake. They yeah. really... I guess they can't remake it again, but I want to yeah, see it in I the new RE engine. I would have preferred RE1 or even Code Veronica or something like that. But what is your favorite franchise? Because I already said mine. I used to be Halo, but honestly, after Halo Reach and what's going on Halo now. Halo Reach was great. That was the last Bungie one. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. once they shifted to 343. Well, I mean, argue, uh, I, I can't not say. Oh, yeah. I can't not say Gears of War because, you know, I mean, Gears of War is just fucking amazing. Yeah. I, I absolutely love And the love first Gears three games are classics. And, yeah, the first three are classics. After, after that, I'm really starting to lose interest in Gears of War. I have. Gears of War 360, Gears of War Xbox One, uh, I have Gears of War all over the place, um, Gears of War everything, and just after 3, it's, I kind of lost, Judgment was okay, that was the new studio, and uh, the different controls. Coalition? That's no, People Can Fly. People Can Fly. I was getting mixed up. And then up. Coalition jumped in for 4 and 5. 4 I grew into, and then 5 I just didn't really like. I don't like it when they change studios. It seems to always throw off the balance of the games because same thing happened to Halo, but like Splinter Cell, like Ubisoft. Like I, I, I would have told you Splinter Cell was my favorite too, and then they haven't made a Splinter Cell game in how many years? Doesn't mean it can't be your favorite. Yeah, but it's just, but it's like Metal Gear Solid. Like So I'm just rapid fire in no particular order. Okay. You know, Half-Life, amazing game. I have the orange box. I just grabbed Half-Life 2 because that's probably the best of the bunch. Um, I love that game. You never you played know, Alice, though. It's VR. Mm -hmm. uh, the Borderlands franchise, I absolutely love Borderlands. Uh, that that cel-shaded graphics, the, the four-player co-op, just the run and gun and the loot system. Uh, it's, Borderlands is just... I love Borderlands. The Arkham Batman games. These would be high on my list. Yeah. These are very, very high on my list. I've replayed uh, Asylum and City so many times, particularly Asylum. I've beaten Asylum three times. And I probably beat it. If you did it three, I did it like six. Yeah, no, because you, even well, when I think I beat the three, you were banging out on PC. You well, were just yeah, all the over PC the place. Version, PlayStation, It was right? the Game of the Year version on 360 plus the regular one. Then I switched gamer tags had to redo all three of them again you might have beat this like 10 plus times. the fucking remakes yeah. and i played it on steam on pc yeah arkham so, asylum it's not a long yeah. game though no it's really and not. i think they nailed and it and i 100 it every time i play it like i get all the fucking riddles and and everything they got it perfect with arkham asylum i love arkham city but the problem with arkham city is is that it just took the riddler trophies i think and just went a little too far yeah i i liked the more confined mm -hmm. linear 100 percent agree with that yeah. Uh, I'm not the biggest open world guy. Uh, the original Halo, obviously. Still my favorite game ever. It's the yeah, first Halo. the original Halo. You know, you cannot go wrong. I got, I got them all. I got the Steelbook Halo 2 and all that stuff. But 
the original had to be a. Uh, and I swapped this into a 360 case. It looks like. Uh, it does. It's clear. It's definitely um, 360. Bioshock. Yeah, I've but I've only still played only one and two. I never have played Infinite. You didn't play Infinite. No. You have to play Infinite. Everyone tells me that. You have to play. But Infinite. I didn't like two. And two you... is the worst one. Okay. Two is easily the worst. They switched studios, one. right? Yes. But I believe Infinite went back. Infinite. In my opinion, it, it's one Infinite two. Okay. That that's my ranking of the Bioshock games. But again, Bioshock just incredible. Show this coming out too. Incredible game. Mm -hmm. um, and then just another favorite of mine is Yeah, you're a big fear, fear guy. I absolutely love Fear. Yeah. Um, this came out around the Gears of War time. Yeah. Three sixty was my favorite console. Like, you know, these are remakes of a three sixty game. Halo is OG Xbox remake, remake, uh, OG Xbox, but 360 remake with but the orange box. But we had box. the orange box, and then that was my first introduction to Portal, which was, mm -hmm. oh my god, Team Fortress 2, Gears of War, Dead Space, again, 360 remake. So there's a pattern here. 360 was my absolute favorite generation. Yeah. And my, I have almost, I think I have over 400 360 games on my shelf over there. I feel like that's shooting low. No, that that that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Um, and then again, I Xbox. that Xbox shelf. I got to take a picture of this to show you guys because eventually, Matt, I want him to make a video of him showing off his whole Xbox collection because it's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a big Xbox guy. Yeah. Uh, I'm going. F I was going for a complete collection of the original Xbox and then the 360, and then I just kind of lost interest. And they in started jacking the prices. Yeah, up Yeah, everything went up, and I, I just kind of stopped collecting once I bought the house. But again, I, I might jump into it again one day. I just I don't have the room anymore. That shelf is bursting at the seams, and I just you have don't. No you only have a few games facing forward. I don't know what you're gonna do. Yeah, there's just not really any room. So that's another reason why I haven't really buying too much physical games anymore. Yep. So Anthony, I hope we answered your question because that was a good one. We didn't want to just brush over that last week, so we want to save it for this week and really because we are gamers at heart. We still like we don't talk about it as much, but. Video games and movies, like I, I, like I'm more of a movie guy, but Matt, he games a lot. Like I got here today, he was playing Dead Space. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm more of a single player gamer now. I was huge again back to the 360 era, because I could talk about this all day. I was big into the multiplayer Gears of War. I did the seriously achievement. If you're familiar with that, that was 10,000 kills online multiplayer. And if you remember OG Gears of War, there was no respawns. So there were 20-minute games. You play 19 rounds, 4v4. Once you're dead, you're dead until the next round. And That was the way, though. Me and you, had, me had and so you much played fun. so much Gears of War. Rainbow Six Vegas. I forgot about Vegas. Uh, Vegas is another well, That's a franchise one. that really... That kills me because we got Rainbow Six Vegas one and two really quick, and I was like, they're gonna make a franchise out. Yeah, stopped. They've had one game since two. Well, we were supposed to get, I think it was Patriot. Yeah, or they canceled it. Something like yeah. And then Hi we guys. got and then we got Siege. Yeah, Siege was a huge disappointment. And correct me if they're if I'm wrong. It I'll, got better, but yeah. it's still. And they're still like updating it, right? Like they yeah, have. Yeah, it's that's still like a, a current game, which is crazy. Mm. It came out in like 2015. Ubisoft just. I, I don't know. They're shoot. They're a company. Ubisoft's hit or miss for me. Yeah. You know, um, actually, I really like the Division games. I know you got into them for a while. Yeah, the Division Two in uh, particularly was like, one I, I put a lot of hours into. That I love a lot of their open world games. Like I'm a big Assassin's Creed guy. Big like, um, what's the? Why am I drawing the name of the drawing Far Cry? Far Cry. I love their open world games. Their my problem is. 
it's too much. It's just uh, they they gotta of, like condense a lot, of, a lot of busy work and yeah. you know collectathon shit and you gotta you know. do upgrade your character to this point to progress in the story and the only right. way to up, and then it's just tedious. Or like I forget, I think it was Far Cry Three. I had me pissed off for a while. I needed to craft an item to do something, so I, I had to go hunting for material, and it was just such a pain in the ass. I just I like the the linear fucking games that you can't get really too lost you can't go too far out of bounds i prefer linear single player stuff now at my age yeah where that is far and few between but you know dead space and damn we're mad and i are gonna dive yeah evil west is another one that i'm very excited to jump into yeah even though amazon sent this case and it's all fucked up <laughs> but anyway let's dive into our next question from William Thomas, which 4K movie did you never think was going to come to 4K, but has? Mine is 8 Mile. Never thought we would get this eight one. 8 Mile, yeah. Because there are still hundreds of classic movies. It's with, a good 4K. Too. Yeah. And he said there's hundreds of movies with cl classic movies with no 4Ks. And I agree with that. Like, me and Matt always talk about The Terminator. No 4K release. But there are some really weird movies, especially horror movies. That came to 4K? Yeah. You some, know what's real? one that I find very, very strange? Step Brothers is on 4K. What the fuck happened? Hey! Yeah, that is a very strange one. And I, actually, most comp, like the 21, 22 Jump Streets, those had a very quick turnaround to 4K. Yeah, it's, yeah, just any comedy that comes to 4K is just kind of a, a surprise to me. We'll My big one was True Romance. I did not expect that to come to 4K, mainly because the Blu-ray was out of print for a long Ooh, time. Red Eye. Red Eye's another Yeah, one. that's one that's coming soon. Because we were just talking, that's not even on Blu-ray. Yeah, all of a sudden, hey, you're getting a 4K. Yeah. All right. They do some weird ones. Like, you know, mainly because the Boutique labels will grab some weird movies. Like, Death Wish 2 has a Vinegar Syndrome 4K. I have that coming pretty soon. I'm like, why does... And that had a 4K before Death Wish 1 had a 4K. So, those are very strange ones to me. That I just never would have expected to come to 4K. But, like, From Beyond has a 4K. A lot of low-budget horror movies have received upgrades to 4K, while a bunch of classic movies, like some of our favorites, have just never come. Like, this year we're getting a bunch of Warner Brothers classics coming to 4K, which I'm excited about, but, yeah, I don't Training know. Training day. Training day. I don't know why, like, it's weird how they pick and choose. The 4K format has just some really random ones in there. Yeah, and so. there were some I would like to give back for others. I would trade a lot for it. Yep. Uh, Van Wilder. I'm looking at that right now. I have Van Wilder on that's 4K. That's a 4K? I have Van Wilder on 4K. Okay. I what? only picked that up because I didn't have the movie and it was a cheap 4K. Don't you want it on VHS too? I do. Uh, Actually, I have I have Van Wilder on VHS, DVD, and 4K. And it's no Blu-ray, right? Uh, there's probably a Blu-ray. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they're all the same cover. Great movie, by the way. Yeah, I haven't watched that in a long time. And uh, we got a dirty We got a couple dirty questions from Uncle V this week. All right. We're excited to dive into this. Dive in. All right. So question number one is: What movie are you? What movies are your go-to when you want to watch something romantic with your significant other? With Valentine's Day coming up, I would love some ideas and recommendations. Now, actually, while that question's in there, we have another Valentine's Day question. I think it's the same thing, so I want to make sure uh, I add that. So, Kevin Owl also asked, in honor of Valentine's Day, what are some of your favorite romantic comedies? So, we'll dive into romantic comedies and romance movies, and then we'll get back to Uncle V's other question. Ah, firing from the hip. I don't know what i would consider a romantic comedy or if i'm if that's even a genre of mine rom i don't think you are a, ro a rom-com guy like have no. you ever seen pretty woman I
because that's yeah. my choice. I love Pretty Woman. Not a movie, though, that you would watch for your significant other, because it's about, Pretty Woman's about a prostitute played by Julia Roberts. Oh, okay. Who gets uh, picked up by, what is his name? Fuck. Isn't it Richard Gere? Yes, it is. And so he like you know he's, he he shines her up real nice. Yeah, he takes yeah, yeah. her out like and he and like then they end up falling in love. Right. right. So that's a good. So rom coms follow that format where it's like oh they fall in love, then they break up, and they get back together at the end. It's a very simple thing, and I enjoy rom com every now and again. I uh, my best friend's wedding is a good one that has a 4K release. Uh, like Julia Roberts is the queen of it, but the best one is for me Pretty Woman, but also when Harry would, Met Sally. Would you consider one. Forgetting Sarah Marshall? Hundred percent, that's a rom com. So that's my number one rom com. Yeah, that's a hundred. I fucking love Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Actually, that's pretty much all his movies. Uh, who, who's the writer on all those? Uh, I, you know, like the Four Year Old Virgin. Like those are Four Year Old Virgin's good. That's a rom com, a hundred percent. Okay, so I have some rom coms. Knocked Up is a rom com. Knocked Up, okay. Yeah, I have all that. the same like team. Like those are all. Rom, yeah. They make rom coms. Okay, so, so those I have those are in my wheelhouse. Yeah. And honestly, I was my answer was going to be like, what's a movie I like to watch with my wife around Valentine's Day? We love Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Mm. Faith loves set Forgetting Sarah Marshall too. It's a great movie. I just went from six to midnight. Oh my god! <laughs> Take my eyes, but not my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that that was a classic movie. I fucking love Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Me too. That's a good one. Russell good. Brand, Jonah Hill, <laughs> uh, Jason Segel. Yeah. Uh, Kristen Bell. Early Kristen Bell, Bell yeah, 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 before Mila Kunis. Mila Kunis, like fucking stacked cast, yeah, amazing movie. That's a good summer movie. Hundred percent. It's yeah. in Hawaii. Yeah. I what's the name of Kila Kila Kuka or something like the fishing? Yeah. Oh yeah, well, Paul Rudd, right? Paul Rudd. <laughs> the weather outside is weather. Yeah. Oh my God. You yeah. sound like you're from London. <laughs> Paul Rudd in that movie. One little part, and he's great. Yeah, I love that movie. <laughs> All right, and now into Uncle V's other question. Anytime. Anytime you were watching a movie and you and you were strangely aroused and went to reach for the popcorn and went to reach for something other than your popcorn bowl, I guess he's referring to yeah. you, Johnson. Your member. <laughs> uh, the first one that comes to mind for me is the first, and I always bring this up, is the first American Pie movie. Really? Yeah, because at the time, it came out in 1999, pretty young kid at the time, uh, I was finding myself and I was finding how everything worked, and there's a certain, I can't remember her name off the top of my head, uh, whoever the girl is in that movie, um, you know who I'm thinking about. Is it Nazia? 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 Something like, I don't know, she's a foreign exchange student, yeah, yeah, she yeah, first yeah. shows up in the movie Jack Frost, and then, you know, she's been around ever since then, but right. gorgeous chick, and, uh, you know, at the time, young John... Got a little aroused, and I, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm finding myself, and they, that one uh, that so, comes. Uh, so the question is, what movies have you jerked off to, basically? It's pretty much what he's asking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. Obviously, in the modern world, so 1999 was American Pie, so you know, yeah, now it's new. <laughs> yeah, I would say American Pie is up there, uh, old school. Oh yeah. The, when you, they're in the uh, the KY wrestling with killed the blue. Killed yeah. blue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I guess that's really the best you can really done unless I mean, you get you know, into like, yeah, like really dirty movies. Exactly. I mean, like, 
Yeah. But he's asking, I think, about regular movies that right. like have like some, and you know, like those scenes are only going to get you when you're younger before you. Yeah. Because like it's, now it's like you know, with the way porn is in the world, you can find whatever the hell you yeah, want. Yeah, it's there. not enough. Like, and they're catering to everything that anyone is into because nothing is off the table. Did you see I, that episode of South Park with the uh, <laughs> when the internet goes down? Oh my god, spooky ghost. <laughs> and, the, and they have the uh, and Randy's trying to jerk off the porn, but mm-hmm. there's he just. He couldn't find anything. He's got to up it every single time. Yeah. <laughs> I love that episode because he's like, when they, he finally does blow his load, he's all covered in it. And he's like, yeah. it's ghost excrement. <laughs> it's a real spooky ghost in here. <laughs> he's just sitting there all blown out. <laughs> so this is probably up on uh, Uncle V's list. I just picked this up. I spit on your grave. Um, just picked this up. It does seem like an Uncle V movie. Yeah, this was an expensive 4K. And I didn't know about this, but there's a sequel to that, right? This, or a so, sequel coming or something? So there was a sequel with the same actor many years later, and then there's a remake trilogy. Ah, gotcha. Okay. But this is the 4K, new 4K scan of the original camera negative. The Blu-ray in here has a 4K scan of the original camera negative down onto the... um, 1080p Blu-ray? Yep. And then disc 3 is growing up with I Spit on Your Grave, which is a documentary with the actress. Does it say Uncle V's name under there? Growing up with No, the- <laughs> it's not Growing Up with Uncle V. <laughs> Growing Up with Uncle uh, V. But there is an audio commentary with film critic Joe Bob Briggs. I've heard the name. You know who that is? I've heard the name, but I... The, uh, the, he does the movie drive-in or whatever it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I forget the, but he's always with that, the male girl. Yes, I know who you're talking about. She's, she's, a, she's, uh, I mean, I follow her on Instagram, so I see a lot of her stuff. But uh, I, the first I saw her was in that In Search of Darkness documentary. Mm-hmm. She was wearing the Chucky thing with the amazing heathing breast. Yes, I won't bring <laughs> up the message you sent to me on Facebook after that. Oh, she's a porn star. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, I guess we're allowed to talk about that. She's making yeah. money. Good for her. Yeah, you know, yeah. I you, gotta... You, you could find her. I would do it too. I would have it only fans if like anyone would watch. I it just, made more sense. Yeah, it made more sense for it her. Because after seeing like all the, I was like, damn, okay. And then I, I forget exactly how it came about. I'm guessing that you were uh, looking her up afterwards. Yeah, I think that's what it was. I was <laughs> and like, you discovered her work. <laughs> I was like, I, I got to see these canons, and I, I came across her work. And, uh, you know, not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, no. I'm, hey, listen, I'm in full support. And again, like, you guys can let me know. I'm willing to start an OnlyFans. I've been. Mm. I just don't think that the audience is out there for that. I don't think it's there either. Man. I don't think so, right? Mm-mm. There's no albino fetishes. No. Fetishes? Um, and back to the Valentine. Did we? Did they ask Valentine? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we have... We oh, yeah, we, we have a video coming out on Tuesday. But uh, My Bloody Valentine, this is the Scream Factory Steelbook. That's a standard edition. This is probably the best Valentine's Day movie out there. I think so. Uh, I wouldn't say it's very romantic. And then I have Weird Valentine, romance. which I'm going to watch soon. I have not seen. It's still sealed. I grabbed it in the Scream Factory sale. Uh, I'm excited to check this one out because this looks like... So this came out in 01, so I'm expecting... Uh, not scream, but you know something in that neighborhood. Maybe like I know what you did last summer type movie here. So I know nothing about it. I'm excited to check that one out. All right, here's a question that um, is more for the channel. How do you guys feel about running in the spot from John Doe Juggalo? And again, thank you guys for that question. Also, it was a good one. How do you guys feel about running a community watch list? I think it'd be cool to watch along with others. Now, what is a community watch list? So I guess we like set up like. Like um, like movies that we're gonna be watching and that we want everybody else to watch as well. Gotcha. And then we all like 
can get together and like talk about it. So mm -hmm. actually, uh, we're working on doing some like live streams. Like uh, we found out about the site uh, Streamyard, right? So we want to try and like eventually get it together where you guys can watch a movie, we can watch a movie, maybe do a watch along, and then like I'll have like the chat going so we could all talk together. Like we're working on all these things. Yeah, we're trying to figure it out, but yeah. John just has a ridiculous schedule that just mm -hmm. won't play nice with any of this stuff. Yeah, but I mean, I do have sick days and I think the channel's more important than my current job due to the fact I hate my job and I love this channel. But money is a real thing, unfortunately, so I do still need to work full time. But mm -hmm. if I have to move some stuff around so we can get through those weekly watch-alongs or make some watch lists, yeah, no, this is something that John, Joe Juggalo, that's 100% in the works. We're just, we did the podcast first, so it's all just building new things as we go so doesn't happen overnight yeah so we have to work that out but that's a hundred percent a great idea that we are in the plans to do so hundred percent can't wait to do it and tell him freddie sent you who was one of our biggest fans freddie we love freddie all right he guys and this is a question that breaks my heart actually have you guys seen belly with dmx and nas i just bought the 4k and what are your thoughts on the film and the 4k looks amazing by the way so freddie uh i think it was two weeks ago i showed you guys my empty box from best buy hmm. in that empty box was supposed to be belly which i had never seen before mm. starring nas and dmx which had me intrigued because <laughs> i love dmx and the rough riders so do i now also because i've noticed it's been on sale at best buy it's cheap it, it is cheap right? <laughs> like i might have to just go back i'm mad at best buy so i don't want to go back and get it because it'll break my pride and the fact that i it's 17.99 for a 4k and that's not bad and freddie says in this comment that it's a good 4k right and i believe it and i wanted to get it that's why I pre-ordered it. I was gonna watch it, review it, but they fucked me over and didn't miss they forgot to put the 4K in the box and mailed me an empty box. So no, I haven't seen Belly yet. I'm very, very interested in seeing it. I've heard it's yes. good. You know, I'm curious about that. The director, that's the only movie he's directed. And I believe he only has directed music videos other than that. A bunch of stars are just musical artists, Nas and DMX. So mm -hmm. I'm curious. I would love to check it out. Maybe I will grab it for that price. What was that other DMX movie I liked uh, with the, when he's riding the, the, the quads? I don't even know. The Raptor. Oh, Cradle to the Grave. Never seen it. You never seen Cradle to the Grave? I literally, when you just said DMX was in another movie, you threw me completely off. Uh, I, no I got to see if that exists on Blu-ray now. Oh, my God. I've never got to own it. Never heard of that movie. I cannot believe that's a real movie. It's him and Jet Li, I believe. Jesus Christ, where did you find that movie? I've seen <laughs> it a few times. The only, the, uh, what's the it was a big movie. Was it? It flew by me. It was, uh, wasn't Jet Li in a movie? Was Romeo Must Die Jet Li movie also? Uh, was Jet Li in that? I can't. There's a Cradle to the Grave too. So it got a sequel. <laughs> wow, the Cradle to the Grave... Oh, no, no, it's, no, no, they put the two... In a double pack? No, 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 they put the two as Cradle to the Grave. I thought it was Cradle to the mm -hmm. Grave, too. Uh, no, there's just the one. There's only one left in stock on Amazon, 25 bucks for a DVD. Oh, my God. Yeah. Probably because it's not a great movie. Probably because it never got a Blu-ray release. Because that is a shame. I can't... I gotta look up the trailer of this movie. Here's another, here's another movie, Lords of the Street... Man, that might be a documentary... Lords of oh, Exit Wounds. That was another good one. That was Steven Seagal and DMX. How many fucking low-budget horror action movies have you watched? I've definitely seen Exit Wounds and Cradle to the Grave. I've never heard of both of them. you never heard of Exit Wounds? No. Steven Seagal, if I see his face on the poster, I'm 
just go. I don't want other than uh, under siege. I don't so like exit, to go. Exit, wound, <laughs> exit wounds is two thousand and one, and cradle to the grave. This one doesn't say. This is literally like the total difference between me and you in viewing movies. Like uh, oh, you yeah, no. saw that and you're like, I'm grabbing this. I saw that and I was like, uh, stay away from my. Uh, no, I am. Borderline ready to buy this. <laughs> <laughs> that is insane. But the pro if it was a Blu-ray, I would have got it. The DVD is what's holding me back. Yeah, I'm sure it's streaming somewhere, right? And you can probably watch it at a higher quality. Than yeah, the that's a shame. I want to own Cradle to the Grave and Exit Wounds on Blu-ray. All right. Well, we're down to our final two questions. Both of them are from Kevin L. He has some. He has some simple questions, which I like a lot of the time. You know, simple gets us talking. And he asked in this one. What are your favorite war movies and which ones look the best on 4K? So you're not a war movie guy, Star right? Star Wars. <laughs> the Star Wars. I wrote a couple of my favorite war movies on 4K, all three of these. And my number one is Apocalypse Now. You I bought have, this, right? I have that, haven't watched it yet. This is my favorite war movie of all time. And there's three cuts of this in here. And also, again, this always runs cheap. Yeah. I don't know why, because look, it's a six disc set, and you see the packaging? Yeah. Nice packaging, it's a little bad, yeah. flimsy though. Mm. I don't know if you've ever felt it out of the package, because I'm sure yeah, yours is still no, wrapped. No, no, mine's not. So, like, it's very, uh, it feels very light. A little bit more weight to it would have been nice. But you get all three cuts of the movie. I think the final cut is the best cut. Don't watch the, uh, the Redux. I think that's the worst cut of this movie. So I think the final cut is the best cut because it combines the Redux and the original theatrical cut, and I think it comes out perfect. But this is my number one choice for war movie. Would you consider Transformers a war movie because they're they're at war? They are, but those you can consider them a war movie. I consider them bad movies. Just well, anyway. they're much better than anything in this pile. Uh, one of those movies is Saving Private Ryan, which. Breaks your Tom Hanks rule. Yeah, <laughs> I refuse to watch a Tom Hanks movie. <laughs> my just favorite. because I, I have nothing against Tom Hanks, I just... It's just because it's my favorite actor. Well, that, that's part of it now, but it was... I just... There's never been a Tom Hanks movie that I've been interested in seeing. I saw Toy Story. That's the only one. Apparently our fans aren't either because oh, we no, put big I on the rotation. I saw Lady Killers. Right. The worst Tom Hanks movie. That's I say, yeah, this guy's not that great. So you two time Academy Award winner. And it's his favorite actor. So just out of spite, I will never watch a Tom Hanks movie. Yeah, and I guess our fans aren't into it because I put Big as one of our choices for half-ass movie reviews, and it got five percent of the vote. <laughs> Nobody cared about Big, which surprised me because not I a good movie. That's watched why. that two weeks ago and cried. So. Why not? Oh, you cried. I did. I got yes, emotional. I because definitely I, don't want to watch that. Because, movie. well, the movie, it just, I got really nostalgic. I grew up with Big, and it was like, it reminded me of the fact that now I'm an adult, and life used to be good. Mm. And Saving Private Ryan, great, great movie. Should have won Best Picture that year, but unfortunately, Harvey Weinstein was doing a little bit of politics, and Shakespeare and Love actually ended up beating this that year, because... Okay. Unfairly. And then my last choice for war movies, this is a recent Kino Lorber. Paths of Glory from Stanley Kubrick. Now, most people would probably pick from Stanley Kubrick. This is a war movie you do like. Oh, uh, Full Metal Jacket? Full Metal Jacket. That's the Kubrick movie most people would pick. But I think Paths of Glory, overall, better movie. And Kirk Douglas is great in this. So those would be my picks for war movies. In this Underworld set, the fifth movie is Blood Wars. So, I mean, I like that movie. These are, none of these are real wars that you're picking. 
I don't think war the, is in the title, <laughs> so that qualifies. None of these like took place. Like this is a World War One movie. This is World War Two. This is Vietnam. I'm covering all the big oh, wars. Oh, Inglorious Bastards. Oh yeah, that World count? War Two. That's Does a World that War Two. Yeah, yeah, so I like that movie. Which um, uh, Shamrock Balls gave me a great recommendation for a World War Two movie called Downfall that I watched, and I loved that movie. It was great. Was it's that the Hitler one? The Hitler one, yeah. That they used the clip from. Yeah, I watched the movie. Finally, great movie. And he wasn't kidding. The actor who plays Hitler in that awesome movie and it really just shows you like yeah he's a fucked up guy <laughs> so anyway uh, I like the Avengers Affinity War Endgame you know there's a good war in there again these are very different war movies it's a war I guess it's a war I guess it's By a war technicality it's a war now do two you wars two wars <laughs> <laughs> that's a great we never brought that up but their podcasting episode is great it's funny because the Always Sunny guys have their own podcast now. Yeah. And it's one of the best on the yeah, internet. Yeah, we're big Always Sunny in oh, Philadelphia, yeah. guys. So we, we'll, we'll pepper that in Yeah, uh, a lot, if you guys don't notice that already. One of our first sh running shows we tried to get going that did not take off very well was we were reviewing every episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. We got into like season two and it had like 24 views on it. We're like, I guess we're scrapping that. Yeah, maybe one day we'll uh, pick that up again. But mm -hmm. you, you guys, guys would have to want to see it. You, you know? guys seem not to be big fans of Always Sunny, which is a big disappointment in my opinion. Yeah, it's one of it's the missing best. Out, you are missing out big time. A lot of good humor there. They are always great. And then our final question again from Kevin L. And I'm curious to see if you have an answer. What about heavyweights? Is that a war movie? The so, war on fat. The war on obesity. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess then you got to throw in every movie about the war on drugs like colors or something like that <laughs> mm, training day training day well now, that was more of like uh, uh, what about uh scarface you want to go to war <laughs> <laughs> i love scarface <laughs> yeah. so you want to play dirty okay all right kevin l asks our final question of the week okay what are some of your favorite documentaries now do you have a favorite documentary I would have to say In Search of Darkness, right? Yeah, I think that would probably, that's in my top five, one of the... F I have a lot of documentaries, actually. You know, I, I just watched that uh, that one on John DeLorean. That was oh, that's a, a good one. one. Yeah. That was a good one. Uh, that Tom Savini one I just watched recently. Um, the In Search of Darkness is probably my favorite. Just that whole crew. I love In Search yeah, of in Tomorrow. Yeah, In Search of Tomorrow, In yeah. Search of the Last Action Hero. They're all good. Um, yeah, they're all fantastic. The Jaws 4K has a really cool documentary on it. Uh, I actually really super into wrestling documentaries. Too. Yeah, me too. Yeah. We were all, I was, and actually, funny we should say that because Vinegar Syndrome is releasing a wrestling documentary that Bret came Hart. out. Yeah, yeah. In, the, in the Shadows, I believe it's called. Yeah. Which is a documentary from 1997 that they just happen to have the cameras rolling around when the Montreal screw job happened. Yeah, so, so. I, and then actually the Scream four disc blu-ray set has a uh a documentary on it as well with a lot of Wes craven in there so that's a good one mm -hmm. but actually wrestling documentaries are pretty up there for me that's they do a great my, job though. that's one of my favorites like the paul Heyman one i just watched oh, recently. That's a good one. my favorite one though from them is still uh, heartbreak and triumph for the Shawn, Shawn michaels, michaels one. one that's a good one because i just remember us watching it that was the day we painted our xboxes we went to apple he's got a couple of samplers oh my god it was a good what day, a day. Yeah, a good day a day that'll never happen again or it could it could maybe we should do it again we could do it again we could do it right now my favorite documentary though i didn't get to bring it up and i own it from the criterion collection is the thin blue line and it's a document 
what? About cops? It is about cops. It's about, well, it's about, so basically what happened is in the 70s, this guy killed a cop. And it was a kid. It was a 16-year-old kid. He stole his neighbor's gun and he shot and killed the cop. And he blamed it on a guy who he just happened to pick up earlier in the night and just take back to his hotel. And they all bought into it. And they railroaded this guy and everything. And this documentary got him off because the guy who did do it actually ended up raping and killing somebody else and getting arrested. And then he just said, fuck it. Yeah, no, I blamed it on him. And, and like the whole city. And there was no evidence against this guy. Wow. They just needed somebody to blame because he killed a cop. Unbelievable. And this fucking documentary has an amazing soundtrack on it, which really? I love. So, yeah, it's a good one. And you can buy it from the Criterion Collection. It's definitely my favorite documentary ever, but I can recommend it. But like Matt said, WWE really turns out some good documentaries. Yeah. And we have a lot of fun watching them. Matt actually has a really good collection of uh, wrestling yeah. uh, documentaries. Quite a few. I probably have like 20, 25 wrestling DVDs. Um, documentaries over there i don't think yeah. they release them anymore though which is sad because of the physically right yeah. everything's on peacock yeah. and the network and all that shit but yeah. it used to be fun for me i used to go to fye i'd buy like a new one and it would come in like usually the first disc would be the documentary and then you would have like two discs of like their some matches matches yeah so if like oh like the triple h one came out it's like oh now i can go back and watch some of his favorite matches like um, one of my favorite triple h matches is always triple h versus the rock it's SummerSlam 98 that's a good one <laughs> I like the one where he's versus Shawn Michaels and the jeans. Oh, SummerSlam 02 with the Nassau Coliseum on yeah. Long Island. Yeah. That was Shawn Michaels' big comeback match after four years of not wrestling. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. In the documentary, you saw how Shawn wanted to only do it with Triple H, right? Yeah. Because that's his best friend and he trusted him. Yep. Yep. And he tr Triple H told uh, Shawn's mom, I'll, I'll take care of him. Mm-hmm. So, because it was scary. The guy broke his back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I Fucking... Ugh. Ugh, I love. See, I just wish wrestling was still like that. It never will be. No, I can remember the hype package for that. Whatever song was playing in that was so good. Your is dead. Is dead. Yeah, it's a POD. Was right? it? Or, or it was either P or saliva. Saliva. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I'll look it up. I'm putting the video package. Fuck. In. I love that because I remember I was like, I can't wait to see this match. Ugh, it was great. But anyway, always, always, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't live without you. Yeah. I love you. I hate yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. is oh, that saliva? Oh yeah. Early two thousands had some good music, and they just—it's always by saliva. Okay. All right, perfect. I always think of that. And then Limp Bizkit had the WrestleMania seventeen song. Rolling. Ro was it rolling for that? Okay. Well, they had Undertaker. I don't remember if they had the hype song for that though. For triple, uh, for short. The Rock vs. Austin at WrestleMania 17. I know it was a Limp Bizkit song, though. Mm. But anyway, guys, that is going to do it for us this week on Let's Talk Physical Media. If you have any questions for us uh, for next week's episode, you can always leave those in the comment section below or wait till the post on Wednesday and leave them there. Mm -hmm. Hey, if you want to support us, nothing helps out this channel more than by liking this video, subscribing to the channel, subscribing to us on all podcast services, giving those podcasts a five-star rating for a couple of five-star guys. I'm a five-star man! And then, when you finish doing all that, I want you to run out in the streets, no matter what the weather is, scream at the top of your lungs, and tell all your friends about us. Mm -hmm.